Hey everyone, and welcome back to Student Entrepreneur 101. In this episode, I will be speaking with Tejas Srivalsan, the CEO and co-founder of Poppin, a ticketing event platform dedicated to helping people find authentic connections in their community. Most recently, Poppin just closed its pre-seed round of funding with Pair VC, the same venture capital firm that has backed legendary companies like DoorDash. In this episode, we'll be talking about Tejas's experience with Poppin, the importance of your network, how delivering a valuable product can convert your users into your best salespeople, and the importance of team optimization for successfully building your startup and attracting investors. Tejas, welcome to the podcast. Please say hello and share one recent breakthrough you and your team at Poppin have had. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, we currently are in Palo Alto right now. So this is like August 2023. So we've been here for two months and we're here for an accelerator that we're doing over the summer. Um, I guess one recent breakthrough is um, at the time of this recording, we're testing our new web and mobile app. Uh, when I say new, it's similar functionality, but we've gone through an entire redesign and kind of rebuilt some functionality. And we think it's going to be um, a lot more exciting for users to use um, and just going to solve a lot more pain points in the entire event process. So excited for the launch. Yeah, that's awesome. And I can't wait to see the launch too. I know we both go to UCLA, so that's super exciting. You know, congrats on all the success that you and your team have accomplished so far. And I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. And, you know, before we start our conversation today, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, walk us through your story. When did you decide to become an entrepreneur? Sure. Yeah. Um. So some context, I was born in the Bay Area. When I was a couple months old, I moved to India and I grew up in India for about 12 years. Um. And then I moved back to the Bay Area. So being an entrepreneur was never really on my radar. When I lived in India, I was more into to sports and wanted to be a professional cricket player. But moving to the Bay Area, I realized that's not possible. Uh, so at that point in time, I, I was more interested in pursuing stand-up comedy. And then the idea of being an entrepreneur was always attractive just because I didn't really want to work for anyone. And it seems cool to work for yourself and kind of do your own thing and be creative 24-7. Um, but then, I mean, I think one of the privileges of living in the Bay Area is just being exposed to startups, venture capital, technology at a young age. So I guess through school and through my networks, I, I learned ways to kind of get more involved in entrepreneurship. And I think that kind of process was really appealing to me. When I was pretty young, I guess like 13, 14, I was pretty compelled by entrepreneurship and working on startups. And I'd always work on um, like random side projects or hackathons or stuff like that. And it was not until my senior year of high school that I kind of discovered the idea of Poppin. I was actually initially working on a dating app. We had all sorts of trouble with that. But I realized that, you know, really what I wanted to do was bring people together and dating apps are hard to get people to download. But then I thought, you know, a party app is probably the easiest way to get people on my app uh, and then see what happens from there. So it was COVID. It were, we were coming out of lockdowns and I could tell from my age group and and people older than me slightly, there was like a kind of a gap for ways to connect with each other. And I thought, um, you know, why not try something in this space? 
Yeah, that's awesome. I love everything that you said. And I just want to go back a little bit to, you know, those, I guess, career changes that you made early on from being a professional cricket player to wanting to be a stand-up comedian. I mean, that just goes to show when it comes to success and entrepreneurship, it's not a linear path. The plan does change. And so just to see what you've been able to do with that and how you've been able to bring your experiences together to get to where you are today as like the co-founder and CEO of Poppin. That's amazing. And I love how you mentioned uh, just coming out of the pandemic, you know, you saw a gap, like people just were out there, they needed to connect and you decided to bring them together through your Poppin platform. Uh, Let's dig a little deeper there. I know you mentioned like you saw that people needed to connect, but what challenge did you specifically see you could solve through building Poppin? I think Initially, I, while I was always interested in entrepreneurship, I, I didn't really understand the process of mm-hmm. like finding a problem, doing, you know, rigorous market validation, talking to customers and then product building. Um, I was still only like, I think 16, 17, uh, like junior, senior year of high school. Um, and for me, I kind of experienced the problem firsthand. It was actually on, on the days that I was working on my dating app, I was going to go meet my team and a friend actually called me and he said, you know, he's throwing a party and there's not enough people coming and i was like that's kind of weird like i feel like everyone wants to go to a party but for whatever reason he struggled to bring people in and i thought that's like shouldn't be a challenge that should be pretty easy just like looking around in my network network i was like everyone would you know love to go to a party so um literally that on that drive i conceptualized what is popping in terms of an app where anyone can promote their events and an app where people can also on the other side of the marketplace discover events and that simple concept, it was super compelling to me. I actually came up with the name like pretty much immediately. Um, I mean, Jack Harlow's What's Poppin', I think was kind of a famous song at the time. So that helped. I think going to meet my team on that day when we were you know, scheduled to talk about our dating app and whatnot, um, I kind of convinced them to build this events app or bringing people together app uh, called Poppin'. Um, so I guess for me, it was kind of facing the problem firsthand. Um, and then once we decided on the idea which we probably should have, you know, done this first. But once we decided we want to work on this idea, we started talking to people and then we kind of validated the demand. Like firstly, throwing an event is so hard. You know, if you want to make money off it, sell tickets, organize, share details, centralize media, like pictures, videos, invite all your friends. Like, you know, you have to use like 10 different platforms, like text all your friends, like maybe get like an event bright link up to collect payments or Venmo and then post it on social media. And then all the while there's really nothing out there that promotes event security and enables you to control that information and protect it and keep your venue or your house or whatever safe uh, and keep your attendees safe. And we realized there was nothing that really centralized and bundled all these features. You have to use a multitude of different platforms. Um, And on the attendee side, like finding events is just going through Instagram stories or waiting on a text for a friend. Uh, So there was just like this kind of decentralized nature about events that I thought coming out of COVID too is perfect market timing uh, for something new to take over. Um, And also at this time, I knew I was coming to UCLA, which is known to be a big school where people are very social and like to get together. So I thought starting this in high school would, you know, stand me in good stead when I come into UCLA and I can learn about the market further. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. And that's a perfect segue into the journey of a UCLA student. So, you know, let's talk about that a little more, you know, since coming to UCLA, what resources do you believe have helped contribute to Poppin's growth to where you are today? Yeah, um, I think the first thing off the top of my head is just like, just being in such a highly concentrated area of such smart people is like the first thing. I think very quickly at UCLA, um, I found many people who 
you know, believed in the vision and had the skills to contribute to it. And even in, in the house I'm living in with like seven of my teammates, uh, almost all of them, I think six out of seven are from UCLA, either graduated or still at UCLA. Um, so UCLA, like the UCLA community is really, you know, where I found my team. Um, and then also I think building stuff in college in general is a great idea just because you have so many people willing to try it. And because college communities are, like I said, highly dense, um, tightly packed, and people are very social, it allows for network effects. So if your product has some sort of value to someone, the likelihood that they can easily share it with someone else is really high. And I think that helps spur on growth and and living on that campus allows me to study it very closely. So the first thing is really just the people at UCLA. I did join a couple of business clubs. Those communities allowed me to further find specific people because it made people more accessible and um, the clubs, you know, get like-minded individuals with similar ambitions and whatnot. So it allowed me to talk to like people. So like, for example, one of my co-founders I found in during the rush process for uh, the entrepreneurship frat I'm in. Uh, one of our lead developers I found in uh, Bruin Ventures, which is a startup VC club on campus. Um, so a bunch of the people I met were through people in the clubs, if not people in the clubs themselves. And they're great communities to get advice from. You know, these are people who are also going on to work at like a lot of cool big companies and have a lot of industry experience. So just from an advice and support per- per- point of view as well, I think UCLA provided a lot of value for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. UCLA is, you know, an environment filled with so many talented people, so many driven people looking out there to build things and just get started making an impact. And so, as you said, you came into UCLA with an idea and you decided to run with it, you know, whether even if it was outside of class, just finding those networking opportunities and just building the amazing team you have out of UCLA. Like, that's amazing that you were able to do that. I think some some things that maybe people realize either later down the line or maybe too late is that your network is your net worth. And so being able to like go in, you know, first day and being able to show up and say, Hey, like, okay, I'm potentially meeting co-founders and, you know, this is the next person that I want to build my next big thing with. So you did that and that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I think I would definitely agree. Like network is so important. And I think going to a school like UCLA definitely helps a lot with that. Um, just because mm-hmm. like the people you're friends with, the people you're in classes with are going to all working at, you know, highly influential places and are going to grow alongside you. Um, and just a, just a great place to find a lot of new opportunities. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Early on in, you know, the entrepreneurial journey, when you're building out a company, finding market fit can be hard. You know, you're just starting out, you're introducing your product into the world. And so something I want to talk about is maybe some of your early experiences with your team, with Poppin, you know, was there one point in time that you had a moment that really validated your vision for what Poppin is and could be like at some point where you said, wow, like I'm really on to something here. Sure. Yeah. I think it's probably a series of experiences walking around UCLA on a Friday night and seeing people use the app is like super validating. Um, I think the the best, I mean, me and my team always run these experiments where we, like, if we meet a random person, we, we ask them like how they're spending their time on a weekend, or we ask them what they're up to and people telling us to check Poppin is like, honestly, extremely gratifying. Um, I've had like people explain the whole concept to me and like persuade me to download it. So I think that is, <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's like, funny. <laughs> that, you know, it's, it's super fun and it's undercover super- founder. Yeah, it's, it's super cool to see like what they bring up too, because it's great information for us to see what features people validate. Mm-hmm. And it's super unbiased because they're not um, saying anything to pander to us or like because they just don't know we're involved with Poppin. 
Um, so I think those are always like the best experiences for us is like seeing that. And then also one time at UCLA, I was not let into a party because I didn't have a ticket on Poppin. Uh, so <laughs> that was, I mean, in the moment I was kind of annoyed because I was like, I was just trying to go in with my friends, but it was good to see that, you know, my product was used against me in a sense. And, <laughs> it works. Uh, it works. It worked. Yeah, it worked. I didn't have a ticket, so I didn't deserve to go in. But yeah, that like stuff like that is super gratifying. Just seeing people use your product organically. And I think with any consumer social app to reach product market fit, one of the key things is to have your users be your salespeople. They should be telling their friends to download the app and convincing others to get on. So whenever that happens, I'm I'm really happy to see that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that story. You know, that's how you know you have a really strong and loyal user base. People just trying to pitch your own product to you. And then I love that they didn't know. Um, and you know, something else that companies and startups experience early on in their stages, aside from finding the product market fit, is really going through changes, iterations. It's so, so common, you know, especially when you get your product out there and you realize like, hey, like you're adapting to the needs of your user base. I know you just mentioned that you are starting a new beta this fall, you know, it's launching. That's something you've been working on this summer. That's so mm-hmm. exciting. So can you share a little bit more about how you've been able to make iterations within Poppin while staying true to, you know, your mission with the company? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think um, in the past versions we've released, we've been very focused on events and very focused on being an information system for our users. Um, but I think, the realization I had was that Poppin was more of a bulletin board than an app um, in the sense that people checked it only when they needed something in a sense and they got the information and then they had no reason to stay. Um, and I think to build a successful consumer app, it's important to retain the users is one thing, obviously, but obviously to engage them as well. Um, and I felt like we were doing a subpar job of that. Um, so a lot of our focus this summer has been to obviously keep the events piece and the ticketing piece and the information piece, um, you know, as robust as ever and honestly improve on those features a lot. But a, a big part of our focus has been to find new ways to, you know, engage our users and connect them to other users. Um, so people are checking Poppin not when they, you know, not when it's Friday, 7 p.m. and they need something to do, but they're checking it throughout the week because there's such stimulating information on there of what their friends are up to or, you know, connecting with their with the group chat or whatnot. So I think that's been one of our focuses is retaining our users and off- offering them more social information. Um, it's kind of, you know, akin to like what Venmo and Spotify have done. Um, you know, in the case of Venmo, the primary case is to, to you know, send money to friends, but sometimes you just check Venmo to see, you know, who's paying who or like what your friends are up to. Same thing with Spotify. I mean, you you want to listen to music, but seeing your friends' playlists or playlists other people have made is, is such an enriching experience. And I think we're trying to bring that to pop in where this is more of a social media platform um, than just a ticketing platform for events. Um, So user retention has been top of mind for us and all the new features we've been developing has been, have been designed and built around that principle. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, building that engagement like amongst your users, really, I think that's where community building starts, right? You know, having a calendar, kind of like a shared social calendar, people can see what's going on. People are really incentivized to see, you know, hey, what's my friend doing this night? Or, oh, I see this event happening tonight. Like that's that's really awesome that you're, you know, building that information system for users and able to, you know, start giving people a platform to build community where they are. Yeah, definitely. I We want to, we really want to bring the piece of 
see where your fr- friends are going. Kind of like if you meet someone at a professional event, you're going to open LinkedIn. Uh, but if you meet someone at a social event, we want you to open Poppin and connect with them and see what they're up to in the future. So we're, we're reducing the friction uh, at which that friendship can be built. Yeah. Amazing. Let's talk money. Um, you know, as the co-founder and CEO of Poppin, you've been able to approach investors and successfully close a pre-seed round of funding. And that's so amazing, you know, just as a uh, as a college student, this is all still pretty new, like the company building process, the scaling process, the funding process. So if you could give us a couple, you know, insights, like how was your experience there? How were you able to successfully connect with investors and achieve this kind of level of funding? Yeah, definitely think it was challenging. I think it's pretty hard to convince someone to basically give you a large sum of money to believe in your vision. I think the first thing I think with raising money is, is is trust and it's mutual trust, but mainly um, to get investors to trust you um, because where, you know, most college students are at a point in their life where, you know, many things can change and they have many opportunities and many distractions and, you know, really getting the trust from the investor that you're here to build this company for the long run and that, you know, you have a high chance or, you know, a higher than average chance than returning their money and returning them 10x or whatever profit multiple. So I think that's the first thing is building trust with investors and proving to them that you're not only determined and tenacious, but you're also like capable in terms of your skill set and you're willing to do this. The second, I think, is just understanding how venture works in terms of what investors want to look at. I think at a pre-seed stage, it comes down to pretty simple things. I don't believe it's overly complicated and they don't really look, in my opinion, at like revenue or like too much into engagement or anything at a pre-seed stage. It's mainly at how large is the market you're going after? Uh, how strong is the team? And, you know, will people pay for this problem, at least eventually? Um, and I think those things are the most critical things to get down. But I think the biggest emphasis I place on that is team, because, you know, a lot of companies start out as something completely different um, than what they end up being. But if the team is good, you, you know that they're going to learn, figure out and iterate to a point where they will be successful. Um, so I think if I were to give advice to any college students looking to raise money, I think the best thing to optimize for is building your own skill set and building a team with really strong skills uh, to which they can pretty much build and sell anything. And also the other thing I'd add is also being knowledgeable about the market you're in. At the time we were raising, like I, you know, even though I'm more tech technically oriented, I'd had a lot of experience throwing parties, probably more than I wanted. Uh, I'd like promoted and I promoted for nightclubs and like DJed and done all sorts of stuff really just to give myself firsthand experience and firsthand FaceTime with our, with our customers. So I really understood the market better than anybody else. And I think that's something that investors look for a lot too, is founder market fit is like, how well do the founders actually know what they're doing? Cause if I was going to pitch like building a space tech company at like 19 or 20, I don't think it would have gone similarly. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think we, we understand the market really well and where, you know, at least thus far display the skills that are able to get us to this point and we have the t- determination to take it, um, all the way. So I think those are the things that, that helped us. And with all the other founders I've talked to as well, um, I'd say the same about them is they, they've all, you know, kind of checked those boxes in the investor's mind. Yeah. 100% build your team and know your market. I I love that you were out there, you know, throwing parties, promoting club events and you know just finding any way could to gain some expertise and real insight into the industry and I think that's so important that shows your commitment and your kind of skin in the game like hey, I've 
been doing this for a while. I want to continue to do this. And here's how you can help me do it with Poppin. So that's amazing. And also team, you know, risk always changes, but what stays true and steady and strong is going to be the team. So making sure you have a strong team is so, so important. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. You know, you've done so much with Poppin and you have some great things planned for this next year. How do you see Poppin growing and expanding in the future? Yeah, I think right now we're really focused on, you know, perfecting our college go-to-market process and the product features that enable us to do so. I think once we can solidify PMF at one to two schools, um, we're going to be looking to raise more capital and then focusing on launching you know, across California, nationwide, so on and so forth. So right now we're still in the phase of finding PMF and then we can scale. Um, so yeah, right now it's just iterating, talking to customers, figuring out what works, dropping what doesn't. Yeah. Well, Tejas, thank you so much for, you know, taking the time to be on the show today. You shared so many insights and for students that were listening to our episode, our conversation today, where can they go to find you and learn more about Poppin? Yeah, um, our new landing page on our website will be out at www.joinpoppin.com. As for, I guess, a good place to reach me is LinkedIn. Uh, I try to do a bit of LinkedIn content creation here and there. Uh, so LinkedIn's a good place, LinkedIn DM, or my email is tejas at joinpoppin.com. So yeah, those are good places to find me. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for being here at Tejas. And before we hop off the call, one last thing. If you could share one final piece of advice to people listening to our conversation today who are really inspired by what you do, your story, and want to start their own business one day, what would it be? One thing I'd like to reiterate is that college is unequivocally, in my opinion, the best time to start a business. It's one of the like least risky times. Like You're in school, you're going to get a degree, you have so many smart people around you to work with, you have like a customer base you know, on your campus, potentially, if, if your business caters to that. Um, and it's, you know, a time where we're, most students are pretty willing to like take risks in a sense and learn new things. I think once you graduate, once you get a job, once you have an income, it's harder to break out of that kind of cycle, um, uh, and actually try to start a company or take, take more risk, especially once you have a family, kids, so on and so forth. So I think it's a really, really good time to start a business. And even if entrepreneurship is not, I'd say your primary interest, I think it teaches you so many skills. Uh, across so many different domains that it's a worth worthwhile experience even if you fail um and most startups fail uh so i think even even for us for pop and we're we're always thinking about this concept of a successful failure that even if we do fail we've learned so much in the last two years that it's been worth it um so yeah just reiterate that i'd really highly encourage anybody in college if they're thinking about it to to start a company or, or work on something and see where it takes you. And the hardest part about it is starting. I think once you start, everything else slowly becomes more clear and your next steps are, are more visible. But in the beginning, it seems daunting, but it's not as daunting as you think. You just got to take the leap and believe in yourself. Amazing. The best time to start is now. So what are you waiting for? Tejas, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. I wish you the best of luck with Poppin. Thank you so much, Rose. And that's the end of this episode with Student Entrepreneur 101. Today, we learned the story behind Poppin and listened to Tejas share valuable insights to the entrepreneurial process. What did you learn from Tejas in this week's episode? What are your top three takeaways? Make sure to head over to at Student Entrepreneur 101 podcast on Instagram and share your thoughts.
Do you know someone that wants to jumpstart their entrepreneurial journey? Then share this episode with them. All right, guys, stay tuned for the next episode because I have even more stories, insights, and value to share with you coming soon. Mm -hmm.